Hello and welcome to the Movie Mouth Film and TV Podcast, an inconsistently released podcast designed to help you figure out what to watch in your cinema or sofaplex of choice. On this very episode, we've been inhabited by an ancient Egyptian god as we sat down to watch Disney Plus's latest Marvel MCU show with Oscar Isaac, starring as Mark, Stevie, Scotty, and Lord knows who else in the absolutely bonkers Moon Knight. And speaking of bonkers, we go multiverse mad in what is probably one of the greatest original movies we've had the pleasure of watching since this pod began, with the new movie from Swiss Army Man directors Daniels, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And in this week's Video Store Corner Classic Film Discussion section, you voted for us to be truly, truly punished for over two hours with the 1992 batshit crazy Pierce Brosnan and Jeff Fahey smuggling their budgies in the Stephen King adaptation, The Lawnmower Man. On top of it all, we'll be discussing the latest film news, trailer reactions, and throwing in as much movie madness as you've come to expect from the Movie Mouth team. This is Miles, and as ever, I am joined by a man who once said, I imagine right now you're feeling a bit like Alice, hmm? Tumbling down the rabbit hole. I see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he, he's expecting to wake up. Ironically, that's not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neo? I know exactly what you mean. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You've felt it your entire life, and there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. Is it this feeling that has brought you to me? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what it is? The Movie Mouth Podcast is everywhere. It is all around us, even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, into a prison that you cannot taste or see or touch. A prison for your mind. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Movie Mouth podcast is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there's no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. Follow me. <laughs> It's Phil. <laughs> oh, hi. How I, are you doing? Mr. I Morpheus. passed out about halfway through that. <laughs> Did you? My contact lenses, I wear contact lenses and they've kind of frozen because I couldn't blink while I was reading. Because <laughs> you that. were reading. Yeah, I was reading it basically. <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys. I do actually write those down and then read them. I don't just do that from memory. What? When I, do. I know. It's all been an illusion. In a very um, Morpheus kind of way, I'm showing you behind the scenes, behind the feel, curtain. I feel tricked. <laughs> you trickster. How have you been, Philip? Uh, fine, thanks. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, living. <laughs> I had a cold Surviving. a couple of weeks ago. That was fun. And okay. I've been to France. I went to France. Oh. That was good. Okay. I went away for a couple of days. That was nice. Um... And then I went to the dentist last week. Is that enough Wonderful. of an update for you? So you had a cold, you dallied with the old enemy in France, I and did. then you had your teeth pulled. Yeah. 
fantastic. All of the, all of the above. Thanks so much for the. I think this is probably everyone's favorite. I would say favorite segment of the podcast is getting well, your updates. I'd hope so. Yeah, I'd assume <laughs> so as well. Uh, well, at least you're not stuttering with the old teeth lisping. No. I should say with the old teeth <laughs> issue. <laughs> no, it's all good. Movie mash podcast. It's a movie mash podcast. How are you? How... Go on. Sorry. No, I was going to say, how have you been? Come on, let's find out about you. I've been pretty busy, to be honest, Philip. You know me. I'm yeah. usually a man of leisure. But um, we, I, I did something crazy. My girlfriend and I, we bought a, a, a 2004 big old yellow school bus, like a oh, real yeah, school I bus. That. I know about this. It's amazing. And yeah, and we, for some bizarre, crazy reason, decided to turn it into uh, an RV. Yes. So uh, last week we picked it up. We spent a little bit of money on it and on the engine, getting that all prepared and ready to rock and roll. And we did all the demolition, all the internal, all the interior, took all the interior out. And we yeah. are this week going back down. It's got to pass. It's hopefully it's roadworthiness test, which it may or may not pass because it's a little bit rusty in some places. <laughs> um, but it should be it should be okay. And then we're gonna we're gonna continue the build. Uh, and then the plan is to go out on the road in um, in it, by summertime and just hit the road and drive across the US and see what it, see what it's all about head into the Amazing. great wide unknown and as Jason Kim commented the other day on my uh, our friend of the pod Jason Kim commented on uh, on my Instagram he said well at least Francis McDormand in Nomadland has taught you what size of bucket you need in order to shit in so which is <laughs> entirely accurate thank you oh, yeah. Francis McDormand um, <laughs> no we will have a, we will have a toilet uh, but yeah, yeah, so been really, really busy with that. And to be honest, it's meant I haven't had a lot of time to watch movies and stuff. But I, I have, I have caught up, caught up on a few things. Um, yeah, I watched. Uh, did you, did you ever see any of the American Crime Story shows? The shows that uh, Ryan Murphy did. The first one was about OJ, the trial of OJ Simpson. No, I didn't see any of these. No. Okay, the dramatizations basically of of American crime, like famous American crimes. The first one was the O.J. Simpson one, okay, um, and that with Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson, right. And then the second one, I absolutely loved. Uh, it was uh, the assassination of Gianni Versace, okay, um, and it was starring Darren Chris, who used to be in Glee. Um, who incidentally, I'll, I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, but he used to be in Glee. And anyway, that one was brilliant. Anyway, so what I've been watching is the new version of that, which is American Crime Story uh, Impeachment, which is starring Beanie Feldstein, who is Jonah Hill's sister, as right. Monica Lewinsky. And this is a bizarre bit of casting for you. Clive Owen as Bill Clinton. What? How bizarre <laughs> is that? Does I did not Does have work? sexual relations with that, with that woman, woman. Miss Lewinsky. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. It, wow. he, they've like done some prosthesis on him as well. So, so part mm. of Clive Owen's face does look like Bill Clinton, but it's usually like to the part side of kind of back angle. <laughs> part, it's really part weird. Part of his face looks like Bill Clinton. <laughs> A little part of his face. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Kind of enjoying it, but a little dry. Uh, continuing Severance we reviewed last week um, or last episode. Yeah. Which is um, the Ben Stiller directed show starring Adam Scott, John Turturro, Christopher Walken. That's absolutely amazing on Apple TV Plus. If anyone has got that or needs an incentive yeah, to, really get, to, start to get that. it, really good, really, really good. Um, and then movies, movies wise, uh, Death on the Nile was just released on the streaming platforms here and in the UK, um, which was uh, the um, the 
Kenneth Branagh movie as uh, where he's starring as Poirot, the follow-up to um, uh, what was the first one called? The Train, wasn't it? De- uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Murder on, yeah. So it has like that film, huge ensemble cast. It's a whodunit movie. Agatha, Agatha Christie story, obviously, and it has a. Uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh as uh, Poirot uh, doing this uh, accent. Uh, oh, there's been a murder. Um, <laughs> um, good impressions. Thank you. Thank you. I spent a lot of time in, fr- in France. Um, <laughs> what, so just saying, what, just bursting into establishments? Yeah. There's uh, been a murder. There has been a murder here. Well, there has been a mur- <laughs> Just pissing by... <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Actually, I will just say something really quickly. This is so. This is amazing. So my girlfriend is American, and her family, her mum, loves American TV. And she's she starts texting uh, me about the show she's watching. She's currently watching Open All Hours, um, right. the sitcom Open All Hours, uh, yeah. with J- uh, David Jason. Uh, oh, sorry, you s- said American TV. So she likes British TV. Sorry, she's say. she's American, but yeah. she likes British TV. Sorry. Okay, right. So, yeah, cool. so open all open all hours, which is a nineteen yeah. seventies classic. classic sitcom uh, with Ronnie, um, not Ronnie Corbett. Was the other one Ronnie? No, the other uh, Barker. Ronnie Barker. Ronnie Barker. Ronnie Barker and and, and David Jason of Del Boy fame. Yeah. Um, Last of the Summer Wine. She's yeah, like, oh, oh that, God. that compo, he's a silly bugger. Oh, um, and and so uh, shit at last I know. <laughs> she loves it. She absolutely it's loves awful. it. She loves it. Um, but it's so funny that they're here. And and Allo Allo oh, is on. Wow. She's like, she said, I'm not sure I like that Allo Allo as much as the other the other two. I said, why not? She went, I don't know. It just seems a bit strange. And I was like, Very is it time. all the sexual innuendos? She went, yeah, it's, it's all that. It's a bit unusual. But yeah. yeah. It's so weird to think Last of the Summer Wine and Allo Allo is on TV in America, like every wow. day. Yeah, that's weird. On PBS. They think we're like that then. Yeah, she loves it. She thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. This is great. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Did you know, sad bit of news, uh, no, no, not, not on the news yet, but because mm-hmm. it was Open All Hours related, uh, Nurse Gladys from Open All Hours died uh, the week before last, I believe. Oh, no. I the actress who played her, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I can't remember her name, which is uh, criminal. I'm sorry, but uh, yes, she died a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's sad. That's sad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that is. Oh, we, I feel like every week we've got some sad news. I know. Um, what got Before we before we get there, what have you been watching, Phil? Been getting uh, into much? I've mostly just been continuing things that mm-hmm. I mentioned last time, I think. So still working my way through Snowpiercer season three on Netflix slowly. Um, I finished the part four of Disenchantment, the Matt Groening animated series on Netflix. So that's finished now. Um, still need to start that. You said it's really good. It's so good I, fun. Yeah. yeah, it's good fun. It's yeah. got some really good funny minutes in it. It's not like um, you know, it's not amazing, but it's yeah, it's it's well worth a watch. It's just you know, twenty minute episodes. Just stick them on just while you're eating dinner or something, just to have a bit of light hearted entertainment. Um, and then what else have I watched? Oh, the other thing I did watch, and this isn't really uh, film related, I guess, but. Um, it was a cool series that appealed to me that was on BBC and I think it's on BBC iPlayer now. Uh, and it was called rock till we drop. Okay. And it was, um, the singer from Duran. No, not the singer bass player, Martin Kemp from Duran Duran. Yes. Yep. And, uh, I believe, I don't know. I've never heard any of her music, but someone called lady Leisha 
Um, assuming she's like guitarist, Martin Kemp, off the top of my head. Guitarist, yeah, something like that. Uh, anyway, they did this series, like a reality sort of show. It was a four-part thing on BBC uh, mm-hmm. where they uh, audition people that are aged 60 or over right. to uh, join, to start bands, and they sort of compete the bands with each other. And at the end of the show, they both do a set at the Isle of Wight Festival. <laughs> What? She's amazing. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, they just like, you know, they, they held all these auditions and people came down, you know, to, in like pubs or whatever, just to sort mm-hmm. of audition, show them what they're at. And then they pick like a bassist and a drummer and a singer and a guitarist and keyboard players or whatever. And like one of the guys that auditioned for one of the bands and was chosen but couldn't do it, it was 96. He was a drummer. Wow. He was 96. Wow. And yeah, it was just sort of trying to highlight that, you know, life doesn't, just because you're getting older in life, it doesn't mean you're still not talented and you haven't yep. got aspirations to do big things still. You, just um, think, when you get to 60, you might, you might get picked up. Maybe I'll get a chance. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil's actually in a band, a very a very good band, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, you, you practice enough, so you should be good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, that sounds yeah, great. Really, so, so what was really that called? Fun. Rock till we drop. It's called rock till you drop, or rock, rock, till, rock till we drop. Yeah, one of those. Oh, that's quite dark. It's quite dark as a name. Isn't it? If they're all <laughs> kind of that, old, but... they're like they're going to die soon. Yeah, so I know. So, just keep rocking yeah. till you drop. <laughs> yeah, but it's quite. It was entertaining, and it was very like I. I haven't felt that nervous in such a long time. Like watching the final episode before they go on stage at Isle of Wight, and they're all like you know really apprehensive. I felt like genuinely nervous. You know, you know when you start this. to Sounds like great. when you start to like shake a little bit, you like sort yeah, of like yeah. tremble a little oh, yeah. bit for someone yeah. else's nerves. Anxiety. That's, yeah. what, that's what I felt for them. Going Crushing in front anxiety. Of like Forty thousand people or wherever it was. This <laughs> is probably the thought they might drop dead. Drop down dead. <laughs> yeah, I bet the, the, the people on the on maybe the film that's crew why thinking, it's called oh rock till we drop because in the last episode one of them just died. Yeah, well, no, it's no spoilers here. <laughs> no, it was dark. I don't know why I laughed at that. That was, that was just, made me feel a little bit uncomfortable with myself. Oh dear! <laughs> but worth a watch. Worth a watch. It was good okay. fun. Okay, that's on uh, BBC iPlayer at the moment. Okay, okie dokie. Should we move on to the news? Why not? I think there's only one place to start, really, isn't there? With um, oh god, with old yeah, Bruce. I suppose. Oh right. Okay. Where did you think I, I was going to go? go well, on, I, you thought go- you, I thought you were going to Will Smith it up. Oh no! I mean. We can we'll talk about it. I mean, for those who haven't, for the the person that's currently sitting on Mars right now listening to this that <laughs> didn't know, uh, Chris Rock dropped a joke at the Oscars while presenting an Oscar for a best documentary uh, about Jada Pinkett Smith, who's Will Smith's wife, mentioning that she was going to be uh, starring as a joke, starring in GI Jane Two because she's bald, um, apparently has alopecia and has lost all her hair. And Will Smith, who initially looked like he kind of laughed at the joke, then <laughs> stood up and proceeded to slap Chris Rock in the face live on air to millions of people around the world on stage at the Oscars uh, before yeah. telling him to keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth yeah. um, to the shock of everyone in the audience and around the world. Uh, I mean, it's pretty crazy, wasn't it? It was truly one of the most like cringy uh, pieces of TV I've watched. <laughs> yes, especially when you saw Chris Rock, who was now had, who's got all the eyes of the world on him, and he's got to say something, and obviously dropped his kind of jokey um, character and was just yeah. like, 
I, I'm not. I, I will keep your wife's name out of my mouth. I won't say it. Oh, like it God, was, it was awkward, wasn't it? It was awkward as fuck. It was terrible. But then he did just say that was the the greatest night in TV history. Yeah, it was a good, like, right it was a good line. It was a good he, line. Well, he just said, "Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we don't need to discuss it because it's been mm. it's just getting old now, isn't it? But I think didn't I did read last night that Will Smith had resigned from the Academy. Which, yes. to be honest, doesn't really, you know, he can't vote, but he can well, still be, you know. I mean, he he's just slapped someone, wasn't arrested at the event for for doing that, you know, wasn't no. taken out. He he declined to leave when security asked him to leave. <laughs> and and they then gave him an Oscar. <laughs> Ten minutes later, they give him an Oscar. Yeah, and it's it seems, you know, it does seem, you know, these people in in power that have money can do pretty much whatever they want. You know, yeah. a person with power and influence, you know, and it shouldn't be that way. It should, there should be examples being set. And I think, you know, him resigning is really, you know, not the, not the best, not the best look, I think for, for anybody. No. Um, but I think it just sullies his, his whole night, his, everybody that was at the Oscars to win things, you know, it's all people yeah, really ever going to remember. it takes away from everyone else, isn't it? It's really unfair. It really, it's very it really does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, we've all been in situations where sort of emotions got the better of you and you've, you've mm-hmm. sort of done things you regret, but Jesus Christ, like, you know, he's a professional, do you know what I mean? And they're in that industry where people are taking the piss or they're getting public scrutiny all the time. Like, mm-hmm. just deal with it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what Chris Rock needed, don't you? You know what Chris what? Rock needed? He needed you. <laughs> he needed you to be there. <laughs> Slap the him back. No, because don't you remember when I, the first time, ladies and gentlemen, that I ever performed live as a, as a, a budding singer songwriter, uh, I did an open mic night or something in, in Brighton and some guy, some guy took offense to something I said to him Yeah. while I'm sitting on the stage and approached the stage and I just saw Phil grab him. Phil moved. I've never seen anything, any animal. I've seen cheetahs running wild in the savannah. I've never seen a single animal or creature move as fast as you did. And he grabbed this guy and ejected him from the bar. I did. Um, so I think next time Chris Rock presents an award, he should probably have you just stood next to him or somewhere in the auditorium. I could do good Oscars security. You really would. I'd love to see you wrestling Will Smith to the floor. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we, get a, Will Smith. we get a few more listeners, wouldn't we? That's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah we Movie get a few Mouth more podcast co host wrestles Will Smith to floor at Oscars. <laughs> There's a headline. Discuss that on. Episodes 37 <laughs> news section. What do you do this week for? Well, I, I rugby tackled Will Smith, actually, <laughs> at the Oscars. It would be, we'd have to rename it. We'd have to rename it the Movie Mouth Podcast with Phil Steer featuring Miles. Like, we'd have to put your name in there, you know? Yeah. You'd just be oh, the yeah. draw. People would just be like, that fucking guy that wrestled Will Smith to the floor at the Oscars. One day. Maybe I'll just do it anyway. I'm just going to go out there for the next Maybe. one. See yeah. if I can worm my way in there somehow. Yeah, or just hang out in Hollywood and wait for him to come out of a bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't condone violence. Ladies no, let's not do that. Okay. Um, uh, move on speak, from that one. Speaking of condoning violence, so uh, sad news about Bruce Willis. Did you want to go into this one? You actually sent this news story to me. Uh, yeah, it was just a, yeah, it was the announcement that he'd um, he was stepping away from acting. His daughter, I think it was, announced announced it on uh, like her Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, to be honest, you know, you know, we've all taken the piss out of him for the last sort of, cause he's been in, I would say nothing decent for a good, 
I don't know, like 10 years, maybe. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's been a while. Yeah. It's Although, been a long no, I would time. say, I would say, I would say just on that point, Motherless Brooklyn, I really liked. He was in that, although he's in it very briefly. It was Edward, uh, Edward Norton's directorial debut. I think we reviewed it on the podcast. But right. He was in that. Okay. It was like a very, you know, irregular turn from him to be in something actually decent. But again, the movie wasn't really starring him. It was more like, um, you know, a, a, a kind of side role. Um, yeah the, okay but, right um, i see so yeah it was due, it, apparently it's due to a diagnosis of um aphasia i believe it's called mm-hmm. which can affect your speech and um among other things so yeah i mean you know it's fair play to him you know i'm a big bruce Willis fan i love you know like die hard and so many films that you know i really like of his mm-hmm. um pop fiction so, yes Oh, oh, just loads of them but it's yeah. just a shame to see him retire and also to retire on a bit of a whimper do you know what I mean just mm-hmm. releasing like crappy low budget action films for the last yeah. few years but like you know like with Nicolas but, Cage obviously there's a there was a need for to make money Nicolas Cage obviously lost a lot of money in the housing crisis the housing crunch um, yeah and, and, and that's why he kind of took that that path but what's becoming clear about Bruce Willis is that maybe you know he knew this was coming and was basically just trying to churn out and make as much money as he could in order to set himself up for the rest of his retirement. Yeah, just you banking know? them all. Yeah, I th- I think so. I think that's probably probably where where his mind was at at some point. I suppose it's like the acting equivalent of uh, going to play football in <laughs> the in the USA for an exactly. English football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very much like that. Straight yeah. to straight to streamer, straight to DVD. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it is sad. It is sad. But, you know, as you said, it's been a long time since he's done something of note. So it's almost like, mm. well, not really going to miss him as an actor in, you know, in, in a lot of the things he's been in recently. Um, the good news yeah. is it, it does mean that they won't be making another Die Hard sequel. So <laughs> with, you know, well, good. They, they probably will at some point. But yeah. Um, prequel. Pre- <laughs> yeah, they are. I think they are making a prequel. Oh my God. Um, but yeah. No, and it's funny because then, I don't know if you picked up on this, but Jim Carrey then, the next day, yeah. while on while on tour promoting uh, his, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, he told uh, an interviewer that he was considering retirement and hitting the quiet life. He said, yeah, he says, uh, he was being fairly serious and he said, it depends if the angels bring some sort of script that's written in gold ink that says to me that it's going to be really important for people to see, I might continue down the road, but I'm taking a break. I really like my quiet life and I love putting paint on canvas and I really love my spiritual life. And I feel like, and this is something you might never hear another celebrity say, as long as time exists, I have enough. He said, I've done enough and I am enough. Um, which is, you know, it's cool, but it's Jim Carrey. Like you can't, you can't go and retire, Jim. We love you. He'll, Please he'll don't be retire. Be he back. better be back. Yeah, um, he'll be back. He's just a phenomenal, phenomenal actor, and I just love him and everything he's in. So, yeah. Just don't, don't retire, please. Don't do it. Any other um, news from you? Yes, just a quick brief one. And it was, I read that, um, that Jim Henson, the man behind the Muppets and many other good things is getting a documentary a ron oh. howard directed and produced documentary oh cool yeah so that could be good so i'm looking forward to that so that's been announced um yeah they're bringing it to uh it's going to be um i think it's a disney 
original documentary is going to be. Um, so it'll be on Disney Plus, maybe? Yeah, but I think they might be releasing it. I don't know. I think it says maybe a sort of big screen release as well. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's apparently being created with the full participation and cooperation of the Henson family. Wow. Uh, yeah, just to look at like you know his life and all the crazy stuff that he he came up with and did. Um, yeah, lots of you know apparently sort of archive photographs and sketches and uh, extracts from his personal diaries and things like that. So yeah, I reckon that could be really interesting. Well, he's just an absolute creative genius, isn't he? As well with all the yeah, things, exactly. all the shows, you know, and and even when you're watching like one of these movies, like I don't know, Dark Crystal or Labyrinth or something like that, and you yeah. immediately you immediately know that there's Jim Hen- there's Jim Henson involvement there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You oh, yeah. immediately you know the style, like you just know, yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. Like so much of our childhood seen, uh, uh, you know, looking at Jim Henson creations. Well, yeah, I actually, um, so Apple TV brought back Fraggle Rock. There's a new oh, yeah. Fraggle Rock that they made. So I watched the first episode of that a little <laughs> while ago and it took me right back. It was the same, like the same, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Fraggles. Um, <laughs> you'd definitely be one of those big, weird guys that wants to like grab the Fraggles and like throw them yeah, around would, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, sorry. But, um, yeah, I picked up on something really interesting. Um, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but so director Rupert Sanders, who directed, did you see the ghost in the shell live action remake with Scarlett Johansson? No. Okay. Um, so Rupert Sanders directed that and he directed, uh, Alice in Wonderland, uh, not Alice in Wonderland, sorry. Um, Snow White, the live action version of Snow White for Disney. Okay. Yeah. With Kristen Stewart. Um, he has just signed on to direct The Crow. Oh, yeah. I re- Yeah, sorry, I actually read about this today, but I forgot about yeah. it already because I yeah. probably got a bit angry and shut the laptop. Well, I was going to ask you how you feel about it. They've, just, they've, just, they've also just brought in Bill Skarsgård, who listeners will remember was, was Pennywise the clown. Um, That's right. In the, to play the Brandon Lee, movies. right? Yeah, well, he's going to yeah. The Crow. The Crow, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know... I don't know. I'm surprised it's not been done sooner, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of The Crow, but <laughs> talk to Carly, my wife. It's like her favorite film ever in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I mentioned the possibility of this a little while ago, and she recoiled in horror. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyone, like, you know, touching something so sacred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like Her, her favorite crow is Edward Furlong, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, it could be good. Who knows? I don't know. I'm sure they've, been trying to get one, they've been trying to get one made for a long time. They've they've yeah. got a budget of fifty million. They're, they're making it in Prague, so it'll be interesting. I, I I actually really liked the. I was in the minority, but I really liked the Ghost in the Shell uh, live action remake. I, I just stylistically thought it looked awesome. Yeah, I remember um, seeing the trailers and some footage mm. of it, and it looked looks really cool. Like you know, mm-hmm. like the look of it. Yeah, I think sure. if you're, you know, if you if you kind of stuck on the man on the anime and you, you just love the the anime, then fine, you know. But maybe look at this one differently if you're not a huge fan of that or you haven't seen it. Check out Ghost in the Shell. I really, I, I really, really like it. I think it's awesome. Mm. Cool. Saying that I've only seen it once. But uh, anything else from you? No. Uh, Can I go no. now? Can I yes. go? Yes. Yeah. Goodbye.
Well, I'll just sit here and talk about trailers on my own, shall I? Oh yeah, no, I've got some trailer. I've got a trailer to talk Go about. Go on then. What do you, what uh, what trailer did you watch this week? Well, we've discussed this before, but last week they or this week was it this week? This week they dropped the um, the final sort of full length trailer for Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Um, and wow, it looks awesome. <laughs> it looks Doesn't like it? I'm gonna love it. Yeah, it looks like I'm gonna love it. Like just the look of it like because you know they again we've said it before but they've got the full like proper jets like oh it just looks good it's just all practical and just looks amazing um and it looks yeah it looks like a nice throwback to uh to the original i think it's just gonna be good fun in it i reckon i'm so pumped for it i'm so pumped for it they've just it just looks great like even the cast looks good i like I just like the whole setup. It's got the. It seems to have a, a lot of that, you know, machismo that was in the first movie. Um, yeah. Probably some homoerotic undertones in there as well. I should hope. <laughs> yeah. um, Q playing with the boys. Um, <laughs> playing with the boys. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, I. I'm, I mean, you know, I think we've been wait. We waiting, you know, t- two years for this. So it's yeah. finally coming out. It was supposed to come out two years ago. It's finally coming yeah. out. May. 27th i think may 27th that's it yep that is the date um and yeah they're going crazy over here about it i I was in a the big uh, amc in in new york uh at lincoln center the other day and they had a huge i think i sent this to you but they have a (laughs) huge maverick pilot helmet in the middle of the the foyer the lobby Mm. and inside the glass like visor is a massive screen just playing the trailer it's it's insane I, I, i must post it on our on our instagram yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks, it looks great. I'm, I'm really pumped for it. Can't wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I mm. watched it. I watched the trailer. So in, in the, on the same theme as everything everywhere all at once, which is an A24 production, uh, A24, you'll know the, um, uh, the, the production house behind, you know, lamb and, um, uh, Moonlight and uh, The Green Knight and so many amazing, you know, indie movies. Yeah. Um, they uh, just released the trailer for Men, M-E-N, which is Alex Garland's directorial follow-up to Ex Machina and Aftermath. Oh, yeah. Um, and this looks really weird. Looks really, really weird. In Basically, in, in, the, in the fallout of personal tragedy, Harper, played by Jesse Buckley, retreats alone to the beautiful English countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. However, someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as simmering dread soon becomes a fully formed nightmare inhabited by her darkest memories and fears. Well, to break that down a little bit more, basically, um, Jesse Buckley's uh, husband has is, has died, so she moves away. She's in the countryside, and she checks into this small B&B uh, where Rory Kinnear who you'll know as Tanner in the Daniel Craig Bond movies. You remember? Yes. So he's there. He's kind of this weird English country gent in a wig um, and and kind of being, just kind of being really creepy. Anyway, we then see Jesse Buckley interacting with the other villagers of this town, like the priest, who is also played by Rory Kinnear. And then we see her interacting with people in a pub. Uh, who are also all played by Rory Kinnear. And wow. then we see a young child sitting on a step eating an ice cream with Rory Kinnear's face like superimposed <laughs> onto it. Oh, no. It looks so creepy and weird. But it looks it yeah. looks so cool. It looks really, really cool. So that sounds I, I interesting. Love, 
It does. I love Alex Garland. He obviously wrote, he's a, he was a novelist first. He obviously wrote The Beach and a few other kind of travel-oriented stories, which I, I loved. But um, he's really made a great transition from being a writer into a writer and director. So mm. really pumped for this one. It looks, it looks kind of like a, uh, a more twisted, like hammer horror version of Hot Fuzz, you know, yeah that's what i was thinking of when you were talking about it, it sounds like it's hot fuzzish it's weird the greater good <laughs> the greater good but that and that comes out just before top gun maverick that comes out on 20th of may oh. uh, here in the u.s i'm not sure when it comes out in the uk but um hopefully soon mm, cool yeah. any updates from nick cage uh no just waiting Nothing. for the release of um the unbearable weight of massive talent. That's April twenty second, I think. It's not long. It's not it's long. Not long. Are you going to see it? In the, are you going to go to the cinema to see it? I hope so. Yes. I, I feel like you. I feel like you have to. I, mean, I want you to book out the entire cinema and just sit there on your own watching it. in the middle. Yeah, in the middle of the cinema, just yeah. going the bees, the bees. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> The bunny. I knew I was, gonna, the I was waiting for it. I was waiting. Put the bunny back in the box. Yeah. Cameron uh, Poe. <laughs> oh, God. Nick Cage. Oh, I yeah. love him. The, the new trailer for that, actually, they did drop a new trailer for the, they did. the unbearable weight of massive talent, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah. It looks. I actually, first trailer I saw, I was like, okay, it looks, it looks good. You know, it looks like there's not really any jokes. Second trailer, they've put a lot of jokes in there. It is hilarious. It looks absolutely hilarious. So yeah. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. First, the first critic reviews are starting to come in as well and they're saying it's good. So excited for that. Well, yeah, I reckon he's going to be back on form after that. The, the cage onocence. He's going to be back. He's have you seen back? Have you seen Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans? No. With Nick Cage. Please watch that film. Wait a minute, Bad Lieutenant. Have I seen Werner that? Herzog no. directed it. I haven't seen that one, no. So you have to see that. You have to see that. Shoot him again, he's still dancing. No, shoot him again, his soul's still dancing. It's a bizarre film about a bad lieutenant. It's a kind of carry-on of the the one, uh, the original Bad Lieutenant movie. But basically he's yeah, going I'm, around... I've definitely not seen the second one. No, yet. he's going around New Orleans basically taking drugs and seeing, he sees iguanas everywhere and like crime <laughs> scenes and stuff and... Wow. Bizarre, bizarreness, but it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing and you have to watch it. I actually might go and watch that right now. It's got Val Kilmer in it. I was just looking at the cast. Yeah, that's right. Eva, yeah. Eva Mendes. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a really good cast as well. Really cool. good film. Really, really good film. Marshall, um, watch it. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Okay, let's jump into some reviews. Okie dokie. Hello there. We're in the review Hi. section. Oh, <laughs> how did I get into this bloody great review <laughs> section? Um, so, <laughs> do you want to get us kicked off with Moon Knight? Do you want to give us a little bit of a background well, on that? I watched, did you watch uh, it? I did watch it. I did watch Moon Knight. So, um, oh, yeah. So, this is the new um, Marvel Studios uh, television series uh, showing on Disney+. And as a little bit of a... Uh, uh, well, yeah, a synopsis, I guess. So it's about a former U.S. Marine um, struggling with uh, dissociative identity order 
uh, disorder, sorry, is granted the powers of an Egyptian moon god. <laughs> um, but he soon finds out that these newfound powers can be both a blessing and a curse to his troubled life. Um, yeah, so it's it's starring uh, Oscar Isaac, um, who you may have seen most recently, maybe in June. It was Dune. In June, wasn't it? In yep. Dune. Uh, Dune, and Ethan Hawke as well, which I've not, mm. I've not, I've not seen Ethan Hawke in anything for a while. No, I'm sure he has been, but it's the first time I remember seeing him. I was like, "Is that Ethan Hawke?" Well, well he's don't <laughs> so, forget oh, yeah. he's, he's typically in in very low budget indie movies. He's definitely an indie darling. He focuses on <clears throat> on indie projects, so it's weird seeing him in something so mainstream. If that makes sense, it's probably yeah, more that, right. I think you know that's what I mean? probably what it is. Hmm. I think that's probably what it is. So it's only the first episode that's come out so far, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. On Disney Plus, uh, sat down to watch it. I was. You know, I'm not going to give anything away about it. I was, I enjoyed it. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's weird seeing um, Oscar Isaac doing like a really sort of London British accent. It's, and he does it really well, actually. Uh, my my name's Scotty, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's just like that. <laughs> not, am I awake or is it a dream? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that. Yeah, um, I've chained myself to the bed at night. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. But he's, he, I think he does a pretty good job of it. To be fair, he does um, a great job of the accent. I think he does. Yeah, a great he job really of the does. Accent. I was. Shocked I read somewhere. He... I, li- I listened to him actually on a podcast, and he said that he he actually focused in on two people for right. this. So the accent was supposed to be kind of northeast London Jewish area, like kind of yeah. Tottenham area. Which yep. he, I think he nails. Having lived there, I think he nailed it for sure. Yeah. Um, and he said that he was going for kind of a Peter Sellers vibe, ah, which is yeah, that, which that when you think about too. it, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But he said he based the mannerisms and his kind of scatty, scattiness on uh, Carl Pilkington. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> How wow. crazy is that? Yeah, Carl Pilkington. Yeah. He's so lovely. that the kind of idiot abroad stuff. So when you know, not not to spoil it, but when he he's in another location other than London. Yeah, um, he's kind of acting like the idiot abroad, basically. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's that makes sense actually. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'd read, I, I'd read or seen nothing about this apart from the mm-hmm. poster. So I knew, mm-hmm. I saw, I seen the cool looking poster. Yeah. Um, so I knew absolutely zero about it. I know nothing about this character in the Marvel universe or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't know what to expect. First episode's a nice. Uh, whirlwind of a setup episode i think mm-hmm. it does mm-hmm. its job mm-hmm. i think like i said I, I did really enjoy it but one thing that was a big uh downer for me which CGI. was odd cgi yeah awful yeah like why like yeah. this is a marvel series put out on disney budget yep like what the hell is going on there it looked awful like the, the, there's a car chase in there and the, the two cars that are kind of pasted in and they look yeah. like they're from Gran Turismo on PlayStation 1. One. I know what <laughs> like you mean. There's no, it's just, there's no, um, and this is not to, you know, berate people that are in the, in the industry doing this stuff. We know how hard it is and we know there's deadlines and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But especially with just, TV. There's not even any texture on the cars or any kind of like shadows or anything. The paint is it just looks like, like matte. Do you know what? It looks like sort of the 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 the, the um, quality of effects you might have got like from around like Matrix time. Yeah. But yeah. Now. 
Yeah, that's not the lighting. That's not the like, there's a bit where someone. One of someone... the movies like before the Matrix, I would say, a movie before yeah. the Matrix. Yeah, but it's a bit like where someone jumps from a car to another car, right? Just mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. thing again, no spoilers. But like the lighting on it, just it just looked like the fakest. I just I was shocked. I was actually shocked mm, mm, um, yeah. of how bad that was. He just yeah. think this is like a really big new release for them. Yeah, and that's... you know because the rest of it looks amazing. Like you know some some of the effects are really good. Like some of the creature effects and different bits and pieces but like yeah just some of that stuff just did not look right and no. I just thought how have they not done how have they not you know they've got the budget to do a, a good job on this stuff mm-hmm. like most of the other other marvel stuff is brilliant you know mm-hmm. for for special effects it's sort of like industry leading isn't it yeah yeah with all that stuff but yeah this was a shock to say the least or uh, and it sort of took away from my enjoyment of it a bit because I'm, it, it did I'm a too. nerd like that. <laughs> it, did, it did me too. It did me too, I'll be honest. It did me too. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're talking about, you talked about Top Gun earlier, where we know it's practical effects, because in the trailer you can <clears> see <throat> these are jets that are flying. You know, you're not yeah. watching it going, oh, I'm watching a computer trying to tell me that I'm watching a jet that's flying. And, yeah. and that is, you know, it's such a shame that some content just feels so derivative and like unengaging. It take, totally takes me out of it, is the problem. Mm. Because I'm just watching it and I'm like, wow, like that. I actually think that to put something out like that undermines the direction, the writing, the performances that all these people are putting in. Because, yeah, right. Because, you know, they're working so hard to deliver something that brings you into the world. And then you're sitting there looking at, like, like I said, PlayStation 1 graphics almost. Yeah. Um, just really, really unusual. And a lot of green yeah, screen as well. Like, good. even like the, the city when he's like, when he's in the kind of, the mountain area and he sees the kind of city like even that oh, looks yeah. weird yeah it looked um, weird you know um, so the, one positive i would say about it this, which i really like is that it's directed written or every episode is written but it's it's majority of it is directed by mohammed diab who is an uh, he's actually an award-winning uh, egyptian filmmaker right so which is really interesting because obviously this is a this story is focusing on that egyptian angle of course which yes. we in the first episode we don't really know a lot about but we're starting to see you know it's in the british museum and around a lot of the egyptian artifacts and so on um, yeah so we're starting to see a lot more of that so i think it's gonna be really interesting to see how disney have brought somebody in with an egyptian background to make something that is focused on on that country or that culture or that history yeah. um and how that's gonna add something more to a show rather than yeah you know here's you know, director, you know, gen- generic director, TV director number one, who's going to direct this show about, you know, a Egyptian demigod, moon god, enchanting yeah. someone and turning them into a superhero. Um, yeah. Interesting. Like that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to carry on watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just hope the uh, quality of the effects sort of improves a bit as it goes yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot about that online either, which is strange. Usually you see, you know, people... Kind yeah. of up in arms about that kind of thing, but um, yeah. yeah, we'll stick with it, won't we? We'll stick with it. Yes, and I agree. Episode I agree with one, all your sentiments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Available now on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Disney Plus everywhere. Available right now. now. <laughs> Moonlight. Go watch episode it. one <laughs> if you like. Episode one. Okay. Um. I so I have one review this week. Uh. That is the seminal A twenty four produced. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, do you know much about this film, Phil? Have you heard much about it? No, I know you went to... Well, I've watched the trailer. Okay. And I was quite amazed at it. But I only watched the trailer today after you told me you were going to be reviewing it. I was like, I so, heard of this. 
I so I'd seen I'd seen elements of the trailer, but I hadn't seen the whole thing. I just heard it was really good, and I kind of didn't want to spoil it. I wanted to go in completely fresh, which is weird for me. I usually watch trailers and all that kind of thing and read reviews. Mm. Um, this is focused on uh, an aging Chinese immigrant played by Michelle Yeoh, who you remember from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, yep. What else? Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. She was in oh, lots of things, she's um, in. and many other things. Um, yes. So she's. She is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. Um, so just to explain that um, without, again, going into any spoilers, um, basically she can jump between the lives she could have had, the different forks in the road she could have had at where she is right now. So, you know, for example, let's just say uh, I'm, not a pod- I'm a podcast co-host in this life, but in another life, I could have been a martial arts movie star. I can then jump into that body and take all of that knowledge that that person has and bring it into this realm, this universe, as someone who is a podcast co-host. So now I am not only a podcast co-host, but I'm also an ass-kicking martial arts po- podcast co-host. And Andy. that's basically the the general theme of, of this film. Okay. Um, this is directed by Daniels. Um, so basically it's, da- uh, they're two Daniels. So they, it's, it's, they say in the titles Daniels, but it's Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. And these two guys previously directed the Daniel Radcliffe, Paul Dano movie, Swiss army man, oh, yeah. um, which was a really weird movie about a dead body played by Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe, um, and Paul Dano, who's trapped on an island. And he uses this uh, dead body of Daniel Radcliffe to complete various tasks. Um, he can like use it like a jet ski and it, it, all kinds of weird stuff. Wow. Um, a really, really weird movie, but really fun movie. Yeah. And they, I got to tell you that that movie was it was great, but it wasn't a, a a modern classic. This film is without doubt uh, one of the best films I've seen in the last 10 years, I would say it's, it's up there with, I'm trying to think of, of the kind of movies that have, that come out of nowhere you watch and you just know you're watching something that's going to be a classic. This is Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong is definitely up there. (laughs) (laughs) Shut shut up, Phil. (laughs) I'm never going to see your point of view on that movie ever. Um, (laughs) insane. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's incredible. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, you absolutely have to see it. It's got equal parts kind of multiverse. It's a little kind of Doctor Strange-like, um, yeah. which is interesting considering it's it's released you know a month before Doctor Strange comes out. Mm. Um, but don't let that make you think it's going to be generic because where these these kind of uh, you know superhero movies can be fairly cut and paste, this is is not at all. And remember, this is an original concept. This isn't an adaptation of anything. Um, it is in part, you know, action-packed, uh, emotional, very, very emotional. It brought me to near tears and think most people in the theater. Um, it's also one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It is really? absolutely hilarious. Yes. I, not only I nearly cried at the emotion, I also cried with laughter in, in the theater. Um, At one particular segment, which I won't spoil, but I'll just say the 2001 aping uh, segment, um, that 
just wiped everybody out. Um, something to do with hot dogs. And honestly, I, I can't, I, as, as a reviewer, I'm trying to be more, I'm trying to add a little bit more critique of this, but to be honest, I can't be any more positive about this film. It is truly, truly a masterwork and wow. is, is a movie that's going to be remembered forever as being an incredible film. Think, think like the first time you saw The Matrix. It's like that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Blimey. I've got to yeah. see this. Yes. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's... Um, oh, interesting note aside as well, as if you didn't already want to see it, Michelle Yeoh's husband in this... <laughs> I know is also is. The main role is, <laughs> yeah, is played by yeah. Kihoi Kwan, who yeah. is... Go on, Phil. Tell us who he is. He or is one. Data in Goonies. Uh, yep. And also, oh God, I'm trying. Um, short, short round, short round, short round. Yeah, yeah. Short round. Jones. Damn it, short round. Yeah, yep. Indiana wow. Jones: The Temple of Doom. I saw because yeah, I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, is that Data? And it is. It's old. He's, he's old now. He, it's he's weird. old. He's like you feel, you feel like he's forever trapped in time. He he's old, but he's he's, he's like the he's the heart of this movie. He's so watchable and. You know, he hasn't acted anything in a long, long, long time. I think he yeah. kind of retired in the 90s. Yeah. Um, he's been in a few little things, but th- honestly, he's just a phenomenal actor and and really like, you know, he brought most people to tears just watching him Yeah, uh, at certain scenes. He really, 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 really good movie. And I, I do, I will stress this, is that if you can, when this is released in the UK, to any, any of our listeners, go and see this on the big screen. It really, it, it's, so much more worth going to see this than giving more money to any of those bigger studios and going and watching those films. This is the reason that, you know, cinema is created. And it's so rare in this day and age to find something that's somewhat original because there's still some, a lot of borrowed concepts in here. But mm. to, to have an original property like this, which is, which is a game changer, really, you know, and a, a, work, of, a work of genius. Um, cool. I want to say so much more about it because, but I won't because it's going to, it will spoil it, but yeah. it, it's just phenomenal. So yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, go watch it. Um, and yeah, you're just going to fall in love. You're going to absolutely fall in love with it uh, when you do. So that's, that's available in theaters here in the US right now. Um, so, so scope that one out. Phil, I think in the UK, you said it's, it's not out yet, or it may, it may be going to sky at some point. Um, I am trying to remember now. It's um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's a, there's think not a release no, date for it on. IMDb. There's not a release date for it yet. No, it's no. I'm just trying to have a look now, actually. But I think it's there's no news at the moment. It's not. There's no official date for it out, mm-hmm. which is a bit odd. I mean, mm-hmm. we seem to be a bit behind the times at the moment. Peacekeepers only become available last week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> after peacemaker, out for peacemaker. What did I say? Peacekeeper. Yeah. All oh, right, yeah, peacemaker as well. Isn't that the uh, <laughs> Guilmero del Toro one? <laughs> Shut your face. Starring William, starring William Defoe. Oh my god, pick on <laughs> Phil Day. <laughs> it's always pick on Phil Day. Listen to me. I'll get on a plane. Pickle, I'll come there and I'll fucking rugby tackle you through the through the through the wall. Well, you you fucking would do if Will Smith was here, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, go go see, go yeah. see it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I saw it on the biggest screen in the US which is the big IMAX screen at the AMC here. And even the usher was like, he literally scanned my ticket and he went, just so you know, you're really lucky you're getting to see this film on this screen. So go right. see it on a big screen as possible when it's released. And thank me later because you're going to love it. Thank you later. Thank you later.
So I declined the option to go and watch uh, Morbius, the living vampire this week. Oh, why? Um, I don't know. <laughs> just starring, starring my favorite actor, Jared Leto. I just Why felt like not Jared Leto? putting my, I just, listen, Jared, if you're listening, which I know you, I know you are, um, <laughs> I'm not the, I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of your work, but you know, I will at some point sit down and watch Morbius. I'm just not really in the mood for it right now. <laughs> um but yeah we've got more we've got a lot of good movies coming out in april so we're going to be on the reviews later this month for sure and definitely on nick cage uh nick cage movie oh yes we're going to be watching that okay philip Uh, okay (laughs) okay it's is it is it it is i think so is Is it it though right now yeah yeah oh bloody hell it's time for this So, for our listeners, Video Store Corner is our classic film discussion section where we like to rent a movie from the video store era and sit down and watch it just like back in the old days. And then (laughs) we discuss it in spoiler-filled detail. We release our Video Store Corner picks each episode on our Instagram account just before the episode to give you a little bit of time to watch it in anticipation. And in as with this one, we also give you the option to vote on which movie you'd like us to watch. So this week, we put a vote to our listeners to vote on, this was on our Instagram story, a choice between (laughs) Will Smith starring Wild Wild West and The Lawnmower Man. And of course, The Lawnmower Man won by over 80% of the votes, which to be honest, I was furious because I've never seen Wild Wild West. Well, there's still time. There's still time. Yeah, come back. We'll get it back in in the rotation. Um, so thank you listeners for, uh, putting us through this torturous two, two and a bit hours. Phil, what the hell is this movie about? (laughs) What in the actual fuck has happened during this film? Well, I'm right in saying that we both haven't seen this, right? We both hadn't seen, well, we have now, but we we hadn't. I was so aware of this when it came out, this movie. Me too. It was everywhere. I remember it being everywhere. There was a video game of it on like the... The, on the Sega and Nintendo and stuff. Yeah. And I game remember Boy, thinking, I think. yeah. And I remember thinking, this looks great. Like, it looks interesting. But for some reason, never got around to watching it. I, Me too. I'll be honest. I didn't even know Pierce Brosnan was in it until. Uh, oh, I no, I didn't know that. That's the only thing I knew about it. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how I hadn't seen it. Uh, but I had, I have now, <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure if I'm any better for it. But still, uh, the plot. <laughs> so, uh, the eccentric Dr. Lawrence Angelo, played by Piers Brosnan, uh, puts mentally disabled landscaper Job Smith, played by Jeff Fahey, uh, on a regimen of experimental pills and computer simulated training sequences in hopes of augmenting the man's intelligence. Uh, in time, Job becomes noticeably brighter and also begins to fare much better with the opposite sex. Uh, but as he develops psychic powers, he realizes that those around him have taken advantage of his simplicity his whole life, and he plots a bloody revenge. <laughs> I mean, look, let's just start by saying 
this wouldn't get made today. <laughs> no, yeah, it's what I was thinking the entire time through the movie. Because within the first <laughs> 10 minutes of the film, you have Simple Animal Jack Cruelty and <laughs> Simple Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, mm. the first five minutes, the little, the little preamble that leads up to the, the, the title sequence, I, I was oh in hysterics. I was in hysterics because mm-hmm. what I witnessed is basically um, a Robocop chimpanzee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because basically what they're doing is using virtual reality. Um, and we've got to remember that this was made in 1992. Yeah. So that the virtual reality scenes in it um, are... Bizarrely, uh, I would say this has got... The, this has got Almost as good CGI as Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Better in some ways. Um, yeah. I mean, so yeah, what's happening is there, it opens with um, a chimp in what can only be described as a Robocop helmet and some other sort of get up. And mm. he's in like a, a training, a war sort of look like alien sort of like training simulation where he's like yeah. killing. And, what I did find weird is when he shot someone in the simulation, he said, kill complete. It was like, kill complete. Yeah, <laughs> just a weird, weird way right? to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then the chimp, oh God, <laughs> the chimp um, <laughs> escapes the facility. He picks up a gun. He like, mm-hmm. oh God, he does lots of clever things. And he rips a gun be... off of a guard, off a security guard. And the, yeah, they blast then, him in the head. He blasts him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he escapes to the tranquility of Job's uh, shed where he lives mm-hmm. on the church grounds mm-hmm. um, where he is. And I'm going to spoil it for everyone. Um, the chimpanzee is then found and murdered by the government. <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? It's so and he weird. he flops to the ground in his Robocop helmet. But the thing is, it, they keep cutting to close. The thing that made me laugh the most is that they kept cutting to the chimp in the helmet and it had like a little electronic visor. It was like, visor, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the yeah, visor yeah. kept opening and you see like the chimp's eyes like moving back and forth and then the, the visor shutting again. Oh my God. I just, I honestly, I was laughing continuously for the first 10 minutes of this film. I was. I thought, and what then, am I then, in for here? I was, and then the laughter started to turn to like screams of <laughs> ha- of hatred towards this. Just because, oh. like you said, how in the hell would this movie get made today? It wouldn't. No. Um, we meet Jeff Fahey's uh, Job, which is for 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 listeners out there. Um, if you've seen Tropic Thunder and you remember the fake movie trailer for Ben Stiller's Simple Jack. Yeah. Where he's got like a like a really stupid like haircut, like like wavy buck teeth. haircut, buck teeth, and a, a single strapped um overall, what do you call them? Like dungaree. a dungaree. Like a single yeah. strap strapped loose dungaree. And he's basically is a is a manual laborer, isn't he? he kind of mows lawns. He lives yeah. for some reason, lives in a in a He's like a, a maintenance guy at the church. He, yeah, he's a maintenance guy at the church. And he mows lawns. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's such a bizarre performance as well because basically he he starts out as this basically mentally challenged you know person 
And he's got like, the mind Brosnan, of a five-year-old, or whatever. They he's say, got he's know. got the mind of a five-year-old. And, and yeah. Pierce Brosnan is this doctor who just so happens to be living next door to him, who was behind the whole the whole ape fiasco. Yeah. And he decides to. For, this is what I don't really understand. He decides to use two different things to increase the brain capacity of uh, Job. So he injects him with these strange things, whatever he injects him with, that are going to mm. improve his his, his cell count or something. Serums, yeah. They're going to Im- improve his, his brain cell count. Yeah. And then uses virtual reality to, I don't really know, teach him things. It's supposed to be teaching him you know, knowledge and he's supposed to be getting a lot of knowledge, but really all we ever see him doing is flying around in a fucking like little jet wingsuit thing, <laughs> shooting things and flying through gaps. Like we, what is he actually learning? How is his intelligence improving no, by just playing these games? No, cause he plugs him in and he like, you know, he's, <laughs> he grabs his brain, doesn't he? He throws things out of his brain. He jumbles. Mm, it. I mean, he, he, he okay. flashes up symbols at him and he gets clever. <laughs> but, but, just by seeing it, there's no way he can actually experience it. It's very, 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 very weird. And yeah. there's no, there's just no like through line to any kind of reality. But basically what they say is, and how it, how it's kind of presented is, is that Pierce Brosnan is unlocking a, a primeval um, element of our brain that witches and mages used to use back in the medieval times um, <laughs> to basically yeah. harness telekinesis and move things with the mind and stuff. Yeah. Um, it is all over the place, isn't it? It really is all it over is. the place. Do you know what, though? To give him his due, Jeff Fahey, I think, does actually do quite a good job at playing um, like a mentally challenged um, adult yeah. of the mind of a child because um, he gradually gets cleverer and cleverer and sort of more uh, normal, you know, I mm-hmm. guess. But... Um, mm not normal but you know what i mean he gets more mm. uh just intellectually intellectually intellectual yeah, sort yeah. Of, yeah intellectual and uh he does quite a good job of like staging that in the different you know because they do build it up quite a lot don't they and he's sort of yeah. getting a bit more clever a bit more about him you know he's like gets caught reading a book sort of thing where he couldn't read before and yeah like, and then he is like super intelligent and can then suddenly move things with his mind and read people's thoughts. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's not it's not a very gradual transition though, is it? Really, it's kind oh, of no, like within but... you know. Really, the only way that we know is because he stopped reading comic books that he was reading with his five year old, ten year old best friend. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I don't read those anymore, but you can have them. Like we don't really know why. But the funny, the the part of the transition that I like the most is the fact that for some reason, what I can only determine is almost in the timeline of this movie every day apparently be seems to be going to the same woman's house and mowing her lawn and he's mowing her lawn as uh job you know obviously mentally challenged job mm-hmm. and she kind of spies him from the from the balcony this widow single widow and like ho- like the hot horny single widow that used to be in these movies and yeah. she kind of spies him from the balcony and, and he's just like sitting there with his ruffled hair and buck teeth and whatever <laughs> and she kind of glances at him kind of longingly and then we see him again and he's kind of decided that he's going to put on decent clothes and boots and whatever, cowboy boots and all this kind of thing. And we see him bent over in the, in a gas station and she does a <laughs> close up. There's a camera close up of his ass. Of, of his, his ass. In, his in Levi's. these like, in Levi jeans. Yeah. 
And he's just like bent over like this. I don't even know why he's bent over, but he's just bent over in the in the gas station. And then you just see him kind of prop himself up and look at her and he's like, Oh, hello, how are you doing? You know? And she's like, Oh, you should come yeah. over sometime and like help me with prune my geraniums or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have they have a very steamy sex scene, and he's like, clearly doesn't know what's going on because he's never had sex before. So we then have to watch yeah. Jeff Fahey pretend that he's mentally challenged having sex for the first time. It's not, listen, it's not a Forrest Gump-like performance. It's not, it's not, you know, <laughs> it's clearly, it's clearly someone pretending to be that way. I'm just and... remembering a certain line from that sex scene where <laughs> he rubs her boob and she's like, soft, and he goes, mm. and then she touches him down there and she's like, hard, and he's like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, it's so yes. weird. Yes. It is. It is so <laughs> oh, weird. And not to make the, we're not Very making fun bad. out of people that are mentally challenged, but certainly oh, out no. of this performance. It's the performance and the choices yeah. that, that they made in this. It was just so bizarre. And then, of course, like you said, he becomes super intelligent, uh, virtual reality god. There is a there's a scene where Ooh. he decides to basically um become one with the VR um uh, metaverse, I guess you could say, and yeah. his he, he gets into the VR rig because they use these rigs so they can move around, don't they, in in cyberspace? Yeah, but they're just and, spinning uh, around on the spot, <laughs> just spinning around like a gyroscope, aren't they? Just yeah, getting really it's, dizzy. It's, yeah, um, and we see him basically transcend into the into the VR world, and you see his body <laughs> just just like get sucked. All of his innards get sucked out, and he just just gets sucked. <laughs> Into the machine. It and made then, zero sense. Made zero sense. And then Pierce Brosnan comes running in and he's like, oh no, I want it. Job, what's going on, Job? Where are you, Job? And he he, he takes off the helmet and there's like this papier-mâché head. Like, <laughs> it's like a dusty, dusty head. Papier-mâché papier <laughs> head just sitting there. Like, like he's all shriveled up. And I was like... I like the way he tried to save him, but like clearly from far away even, you could see the suit was like full of nothing. Yeah, he was, it was just he his was, VR suit hanging there like limp. Yeah. And he chose to save him. Like he was full Hello, of Joe. like rope or something. It was just there was nothing left. Yeah. Joe, Dust. you're gonna be okay. He takes his helmet off and he's just like okay. <laughs> Um Really, really bad effects on that oh. <laughs> that head, I would say as well. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, uh, do you know who his um his mate was played by? You know, the young kid, Peter. I know he was in he was in something. I know yes. it, go on, tell me. Yes. So his name is Austin O'Brien. Okay. He is known mainly by me as Danny from Last Action Hero with Arnie. Yeah, of course. He is the main kid in Last Action Hero. Of course. He's also in uh, My Girl 2 and other things of that era. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I know he was one of your, uh, Last Action Hero is one of your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, right? Oh, I love it. Yeah, absolutely yeah. love it. Oh, he's in Apollo 13 as well. I was just looking. Uh, apparently, and some other things. Oh, and he's oh my god, he's also in Lawnmower Man Two Beyond Cyberspace. Cyberspace. Which came I, do you know what? Before I watched Lawnmower Man, I thought to myself, I could watch that, and then I'll have a little bit more information to bring into the podcast. But Ooh. after I finished Lawnmower Man, I was like, I do not want to go anywhere near a sequel to this film. Yeah, I don't. Wasn't know there a about TV that. series as well? I remember there was a there TV was a series. TV series. Who's in? Right, I'm going to look now. This is going to be new to me. Who is in Lawnmower Man Two? I'm going to. Shall I tell you? Have you looked this <laughs> yeah. up? No. You've not looked at it. Okay. Is it anyone that's in the original one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Apart from the kid. 
<laughs> the kid's in it. Yeah, oh, Peter's yeah. In it. He just, that's amazing. Pete, his name's Peter Parquet. Peter Parquet. Oh, there is a... So Job is in it, apparently, but it's played by a different actor. Oh, so it's the same character, different actor. Well, that and that, I mean, coming on to that point, um, you just sat through a two-hour something movie and the end of this movie is basically Job escaping into cyberspace and then ringing all the telephones in the world and then the movie yes. ends. And then the movie ends. Every telephone in the world goes off and the movie ends. We After see like, a, a very... cut to like London and like, you know, <laughs> Mumbai or somewhere and it's like <laughs> yeah. all, all the, the phones are ringing. ringing. It's just, yeah, yeah. so weird. Oh god! Did you did you recognise um, the guy who played the director, the bald guy who was the director, not the guy with the glasses, but the oh, that was Hank from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I did recognise him. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Doing a really yeah. weird like British accent. Weird, weird. Oh, it was weird accent, which is weird because you've already got Pierce Brosnan with his British accent. Yeah, he's Irish. But yeah. You know, doing doing a kind of British accent, and then yeah. and Dean Norris working for the government, the U.S. government in D.C., doing a weird British accent. Yeah, working for um, the government, but acting like a fucking supervillain. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you also so did you also catch the end trailer? Did you hear the theme at the end? No. It sounds. Oh, it sounds like Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. Terminator. It's like a I did Terminator think it, ripoff. I did think that. Yeah. It's like it, it's yeah. like. Near, 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 near. It's like, what is going on? Oh, what, it's so what an weird. odd film. I mean, uh, what an odd film. An odd film. Uh, I, I would say it's got... one of the oddest films we've watched. I oh, would easily. say one of the oddest films we've watched for, for Video Store Corner. I would say it's it's up there with um what was it? Uh, Repo Repo Men, I would say it was another one. But well, this one, you know, whereas Repo Men was kind of, didn't take itself too seriously, this was just bizarre. What this other films did this remind you of, though, that, this, what, that we've watched oh, in Video Store? Did oh, it remind okay. you? Yes, it did. I know exactly what you're going to say. Um, okay. Hang on, I've got, to find the, I've got to find it. Let me find the name of it first, because I want to <laughs> remember the character's name. You want to add um, it? Okay. Hang on. Hang on. I know exactly what you're going to say, guys. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not Googling this. I'm just looking into my, uh, VR. into the annals of my time. In, you're in looking VR, into VR. Yeah. Uh, so this reminded me of our friend Sid 6.7 in <laughs> Virtuosity. Yes. Is that what you were going to say? That is exactly what I was going to say. But do you know <laughs> why, especially, it reminds us of that? <laughs> well, it was in VR. Do you well, know the link? A, oh, God. It was yes. a VR world, wasn't there? It's got the same director. No, it has. <laughs> I can see that right here. <laughs> it's the same director that directed Virtuosity. And oh he did Virtuosity God. like in, like I think that was like 96. So that was like a few years after this. Yeah, they thought, wow, yeah, 95. that guy's clearly amazing at like VR directing. <laughs> let's uh, let's get him to make this shit film. It makes film so much Brown sense. And Denzel Washington. I, do you know what? Yeah. I think we liked that film, didn't we? Did we hate that? Um, I, feel, I feel like in hindsight, like having watched this, I feel like I absolutely fucking love Virtuosity now. <laughs> Russell Crowe, Denzel Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you haven't seen it, it is a bizarre And quite bizarre similar, actually. Movie. Very similar, but not as... Um, Conf- not as confusing. It's it take it has less less taking space 
less taking place in a virtual world in, in that, doesn't it, really? It's kind of a yeah. bit more, they don't yeah, rely yeah. on like, graphics more too much, bad. Mm, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Sid, 6.7. 6.7. That's but, it. That was a classic video store review, that one. That, that that's is brilliant. one of my favorites. Well, again, one we'd never seen. Now we've seen yeah. pretty much the entirety of Brett Leonard, who is the director's <laughs> uh, filmography. What else has he done? Let's have a look. Let's see what else Brett uh, done. Uh, Nothing of note, I don't believe. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he did. No, it doesn't look like it, does it? Oh, he no. just made another movie. Uh, virtual City, like Lawnmower Hideaway, and Hideaway starring <gasps> Jeff Goldblum. Oh my god, is that do uh, I smell a new video store Possibly. Oh, oh my. my god, what's it about? Sorry, Tell me. <laughs> um, excuse us, listeners, while we have a uh, while yeah, we have sorry, a movie it's, mouth meeting, we're having a conversation here. Um, <laughs> you guys could just stop listening for a second, please. We're just having a conversation. Um, <laughs> so, Hideaway, Hatch gets a special resuscitative medicine after dying in a car accident. His wife and daughter only get minor injuries. He gets strange nightmares, such as killing a teen girl. Is it just dreams? Question mark. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a video <laughs> store corner. If ever it does, it really does. It does. It, let me just read. Oh, okay. This is the tagline okay. on, the, on the movie poster. Hatch. Hatch Harrison. <laughs> Hatch Harrison. <laughs> Hatch Harrison. So Jeff Goldblum is Hatch Harrison. Yes. Hatch Harrison was pronounced dead on arrival. After two hours, the doctors brought him back, but he didn't come back alone. <laughs> oh, yes. We need to watch it. <laughs> Sold. All right. I'm going to put the, we'll put that down. This is, we may as well just call this the Brett Leonard podcast from now on. I, I think so. We should. We should get him it's on the show. Brett, the Brett Leonard section. <laughs> Um, shall I give you some trivia about this? Yes. Um, so, well, one thing I think is actually quite interesting about this is the little statement that comes up at the beginning. Uh, there's like a written statement that comes. It's the first thing you see come up on the screen, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And it says, um, by the turn of the millennium. Oh, I love side, this. I love side this. note. This, I, this side note. Crack up. Yeah. Millennium is spelt wrong on the actual screen. Uh, <laughs> by the turn of the millennium, a technology known as virtual reality will be in widespread use. Just to, uh, just to, just an aside there. Virtu I remember this. Virtual reality is in full caps. Caps. It's yeah. the only thing in the whole sentence that flashes up that's in full caps. Yeah, just to make sure you know. Like, virtual uh, reality! <laughs> so yeah, by the turn of the millennium, a technology known as virtual reality will be in widespread use. It will allow you to enter computer-generated artificial worlds as unlimited as the imagination itself. Its creators foresee millions of positive uses, while others fear it as a new form of mind control. Now, you know, this came out in 92, but maybe not by the turn of the millennium, but definitely now, uh, mm -hmm. virtual reality has become that. Mm -hmm. it is there it's we both have vr headsets at home don't we yeah correct we have you know and it's a huge business now it's mm -hmm. it's interesting i thought it was quite interesting to sort of you know not that they predicted the future for god's sake but like it was it is what they say it's a well i'll tell you i'll tell you what i think's funny about it about all this and this may be more of a technology aside conversation but is that i remember virtual reality around that time being everywhere like you go to like a shopping mall 
and in England yeah. somewhere, and they'd have like a virtual reality headset with like a TV screen set up, or yeah. you'd go to a museum or something. I remember I went to the Channel Tunnel Museum. <laughs> oh, wow. I went to the uh, Channel mm. Tunnel Museum. Um, <laughs> it was it was kind of like it was kind of like um, but when they were building it, they were they were doing yeah. all that stuff, and they let you drive. They put on a VR headset and they let you drive the train through the tunnel, which was yeah. Kind of boring when you think about it, because um, <laughs> you're just going in a straight line through a fucking grey tunnel. Yeah, but it's still pretty cool. Like, but you could see your hand, you know, and you could press the yeah. buttons and all that kind of thing. The, the yeah. graphics were terrible, just like this movie. But virtual reality kind of then disappeared completely yep. Yep. for a long time. Like there was no like there was obviously Nintendo tried the Virtual Boy, which which was dropped oh, yeah. because of seizures and things like that, and sure. then and then there was just no virtual reality anywhere. There was you know maybe the Matrix getting plugged into it, but actually things sitting there in front of your eyes but all of a sudden it's become very very come back again it's come back around yeah like the technology is there you know and and um and you know mark zuckerberg you know i have it on very good authority that he is he's focused on building out this metaverse which is basically a virtual reality world that we can all go and live in you and i are both huge fans of the book ready player one which is obviously another virtual reality based story and, and way better than this one um, yes <laughs> by the way um but it just seems strange odd and this is definitely it's an interesting fact that you mention it because i think it's it's kind of a relevant movie for now in some ways even if it's dumb and yeah. you know but there's definitely relevancy there yeah. if you're in you know in the you're in two minds about the effects of virtual reality and what it's going to do to do to people in the future yeah not anyway, saying that you're going to be able to turn uh, into a giant floating head and turn people into ping pong balls. <laughs> turn into a god. Yeah. yeah. And somewhere else. Ping pong balls. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. oh my god um, I'm balls! So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so New Line Cinema had obtained the rights to the Stephen King's short story, The Lawnmower Man. And the producers also had an unrelated script called Cyber God. For economical reasons, they simply placed King's title on the production of Cyber God and early promotional material with that claim even went public. King was furious at this abuse of his name and he sued the studio to have his name and title removed from the film and promotion. Uh, Now, I think what they've said on IMDb is actually slightly wrong because what happened was there was like a whole lawsuit about it and they Mm -hmm. agreed to take his name off of the... um, the the release when it was out of the cinema and stuff mm. and they were ordered to pay him i think it was about 2.5 million dollars wow back then um but then when they released it on video in like 94 or whatever it was uh they put his name back on it and he was maddened and they had to he had to get like a what do you call it like a, a breach of you know whatever yeah uh it was breach, breach of, of contract. contract or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. The, um yeah, because they released it with his name on it on the video. Wow. Which would be interesting, even though they've been told not to, which is a bit naughty of New Line, isn't it? New Line Cinema. Yes. Um, so the scene where the cop, paid by Troy Evans, says that the missing yeah. piece of the dead man is in the bird bath. <laughs> yeah. That is the only thing in the movie that was taken from Stephen King's short story. Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. But yeah. surely there was a lawn there was a lawnmower man. Well, just, yeah. So, so what do they do? They just twisted the plot of this cyber god to include a guy Parts that mows lawns. Man, man. Yeah, a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> really weird. <laughs> I mean, really I will weird. say though, uh, 
the scene that they're talking about there is when he like where Job is full on in kick-ass mode, mm-hmm. and he kills a a guy that's a, a nasty guy, like an that's abusive his wife, abusive and, husband, and child. And yeah, yeah, and uh, he kills him. And actually, probably the best scene in the film. Like it's actually f- like felt like um proper horror <clears throat> type. Yeah, uh, you know, it felt like a sort of Evil Dead type horror. Uh, it did scene, actually where he yeah, drives seeing, like the the mower flying through the air and stuff it was brilliant it was really well done this part yeah. i would say because yeah. they, they got like a remote control joe built a lawnmower called big red uh, <laughs> which is this really mean looking um lawnmower and he can control it with his mind because he's yeah. awesome and uh yeah he drives it into this bloke's house like through the door while he's watching yeah. wrestling on the tv <laughs> yeah and um yeah, just kills him. He chases him around the house with this lawnmower and then flies it into his face oh, as he jumps man, outside. It's so, it's so funny. Yeah. The guy's just like running away. What are you doing? Stop. Like, ah. Yeah. Lawnmower he, flying after him. Yeah. But he, like eating up the sofas and stuff. It was quite good. I will say about that that character and that whole thing, the, the abusive dad, there's a scene at the beginning of the movie where Pierce Brosnan wakes up from a bad dream. He's basically seen the monkey, the ape going on a killing spree that he that he trained and he sees that in his dream and it actually and happened he, it, but it actually happened as well which is never really explained as to why never he really explained that no um he w- wakes up smokes a cigarette in bed and his wife says i hate it when you smoke those things or his girlfriend she's horrible um yeah. hey when you smoke those so he goes over to the window and he looks out the window and he sees bearing in mind it's like really late at night and he's he's basically naked he looks out the window and he sees the the dad in the house next door wrestling with his wife and then slap and then slap the young child in the face or like punches him in the face. He then closes the curtain yeah. and goes back to bed. Just shuts the curtain. Yeah. Carries on. Yeah. yeah. Like, he doesn't like again. go down or like call the cops or like, you know, do anything. He just closes the curtain. No. But that that then what leads to that then leads to sorry, I know you're focused on the trivia, but that then leads to my favorite line. That's no, fine. Which is which is Pierce Brosnan goes downstairs to his basement and straps himself into his weird sexual looking VR bed thing that he's in and he's sitting yeah. in there and every Sex by the way swing. every time someone's in the virtual reality world in this when they've got the headset on they're all moaning like the most sexual oh, moaning, moaning. Like, sexy moans oh, oh. like it's like <laughs> and they're really sweaty yeah they're all really sweaty and anyway so he's Pierce Brosnan's <laughs> laying in this bed thing with his headset on moaning going like, oh, oh like this and and his girlfriend Caroline walks in and just fucking unplugs it, puts, takes a CD ROM out and throws it across the room. Yeah. And he pulls off his headset and he's like, "Oh, uh, God damn it, Caroline! Never unplug a program when I'm fully engaged." <laughs> so, yeah. so what kind of program was it? He was fully engaged. I can tell you that. Yeah, or was that engorged? <laughs> fully engorged. engorged. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yeah, I've forgotten about that. Uh, what other, what other stuff? Oh, this is a good one. When Job, there's a scene in it where Job's in the car with Peter, the kid, and Job's uh, got a CD player and he's putting different CDs in and out. And I think he's trying to basically like Johnny Five input sort of thing. He's just yeah. taking on board all sorts of thing. Um, yeah. So it said Job puts a CD into the car's player on the solo drive. Oh no, this is when he's going back to the VSI, right? Um, the disc can be made out just barely. It's not the music from the scene, but rather Celine Dion's first English language album, Unison, from 1990. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, apparently so. Bit of Celine Dion in the car. 
Incredible. Uh, oh, this is cool as well. Dr. Angelo's line, I've decided to take my work back underground, was mm-hmm. used as a sample in the intro track for the music for the Jilted Generation album by The Prodigy. Wow. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? I'm going to check that out. Take my work back underground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is, uh, I mean, I'm going to do the full on nerd tip my glasses up my face. I don't wear glasses, but I've just done it anyway. Um, when he Tim's did do is, it, I just saw him slide them up his, his nose, even though he's he not wearing them. My fake glasses. When Tim's is up braid, uh, upgrading Angelo for, uh, for bra- being, no, what is, is when Tim's, who is like the, berating uh, him, isn't he? Yeah. He's like berating. He's like the FBI, one of the FBI guys. He's the guy uh, that Dr. Angelo works for basically. Yeah, that's right. When he's berating uh, Angelo for being naive, he says that money has been dirty since the Catholic Church got involved in banking 300 years ago. Well, Tims, in fact, the Knights Templar, an arm of the Catholic Church, first began banking in 1129 AD. He was off by about 600 years. Yeah, Tims, you fucking idiot. Trick. I mean, he gets his comeuppance. He gets turned into ping pong balls as well, isn't it? He does. He, he doesn't actually get does. killed, though. He just stands there swirling and going, oh, oh. we never really yeah. see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Pierce Brosnan just walks in and just sees him like that and like backs out slowly. There's a lot it's of a weird. weird, there's a lot of weird reactions to things in this movie. Like I said about the whole sexual vibe of them in cyberspace and, and you just did that Tim's yeah. impression. There's also the scene where Pierce Brosnan and Jeff Fahey are fighting in uh cyberspace and like i don't really know what he's doing to him because the graphics are so bad but he's like feeding pipes into pierce brosnan's head this like silver avatar of pierce brosnan and pierce brosnan's like "Ah! Ah!" (laughs) it's it's really (laughs) uncomfortable hearing james bond scream like he's being killed (laughs) 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 and he just just keeps flashing to him in the rig like in the gyroscope flying around he looks like the silver surfer doesn't he he does. Um, and lastly, the uh, and possibly one of the biggest wastes of money I've ever heard of in my life, uh, the eight minutes of computer-generated effects took seven people eight months to complete on a budget of $500,000. Some seven people spent eight months of their life and spent wow. five, well, and it cost $500,000 to uh, supply the film with those awful... But probably I all right. feel like sort of all right for the time. I feel like actually, it's not this all right for the time. Jurassic Park months? came out a year later. Uh, yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> exactly. It's fucking. The awful. graphics are terrible. They like put their headset on. The kid looks at his hand. He's like, "Wow, it's my hand!" And it's just like it's a like bunch it's... of blocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bunch of yellow blocks. He's like, "Oh wow, it's my hand!" And it's moving like completely unnaturally. You know? <laughs> oh god. But yeah. I mean. It would you'd have to like you'd have to basically pay me five hundred thousand dollars to watch this again, and considering the length of time the movie went on, it felt like eight months just watching it. So it was far they, too long. They they yeah they got every penny every penny's worth for that. <laughs> yeah, it went on forever. This film as it well. really did. Yeah. I actually watched it in two chunks. I watched part oh, of it yesterday and part of it today. I just yeah I couldn't. I'm going to make I it a rule that you can't do that in the future. <laughs> You're not the boss of me, Job. <laughs> well, there we are. The uh, lawnmower man. I implore everyone else to go and watch it and suffer as we did, but also probably enjoy it a little tiny bit. 
Yeah, maybe a little bit. I if. think um, it's good that this movie is not necessarily that widely available. Um, but <laughs> I found it tough it, it, to find it. Here. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. Yeah. Um, but it's on in the US. It's on all pretty much all streaming platforms. HBO Max was the one I think I watched it on uh, right yes. now. So if you are inclined to watch some absolutely mental, an absolutely mental film, which really, I think pretty much everything we've talked about this week has been pretty bonkers. Mm. Um, I would say, you know, you know where to find it. Don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> we could not be held responsible for your loss of time. Oh, absolutely not. All right, Phil, can we go now? I think so. I think it's for the best. I think, I think, it, I think it might be time. I'm going to go and watch Lawnmower Man 2. <laughs> I'm going to go put my headset on and be Lawnmower Man 2. <laughs> oh, oh. What is he doing in there? It's usually just using his VR headset. Don't worry. <laughs> He's only in the menus, not even opened an app yet. Damn it, Stephanie. Oh. Never unplug a program when I'm fully engorged. <laughs> um, uh. So, um, that was it. Join us on the next Movie Mouth podcast, slice of movie and TV related podcast fun. But before then, please follow our Facebook and Instagram accounts at, at Movie Mouth Podcast and hit subscribe or give us a nice five star review on your podcast player of choice. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in as ever. We really appreciate all of your support and uh, we're going to keep bringing you more Movie Mouth podcasts in the coming months. Um, Phil. Yeah. There's, there's just one last thing to say, isn't there? Yes. Yes. What, what, go ahead, please. Will you buy me a, a chimpanzee that's got a, a Robocop helmet? Um, that might be slightly unethical. I don't know. Oh, a stuffed a toy, a toy then. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, maybe I will. Could you can, but it has to have like shifty, that. shifty eyes that go side shifty to side and a working visor. And a, and yeah, and a <laughs> working visor. I'm going to buy you a Robocop helmet <laughs> with your yes. shifty eyes. Okay. Thanks then. Yep. No problem. All good. All right. I'll go speak to my bank manager and see if they can uh, put forward a loan for me to buy a chimpanzee wearing a Robocop helmet. <laughs> uh, on that note, I would like a one chimpanzee and one <laughs> Robocop helmet, please. That's <laughs> preferably that fits him or her. Has he ever fired a gun before? <laughs> Shabo man, Shabo man. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go now. Okay. Me uh, too. Nice to speak to you. And Thank you. Everyone else, thanks for listening. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye.